Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Jessica from Ice House Wellness and Community in Delaware. What's up, Jessica? How are you today? Doing great. Thanks, Bree, for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, cool. Let's jump into the details here. How did we get started? What made you want to own your own facility? Well, I've been in the fitness industry for about 15 to 20 years. I started uh, probably, well, I grew up very interested in wellness and fitness that helped me through a lot of tough times in my life. And so I've been very passionate about that. And I worked in the community for, I would say 12 to 15 years in many gyms, uh, many over 55 communities. I would personal train at people's houses. I was like running the gamut. And I got to the point where I felt like I needed to bring it all together because I am passionate about, you know, awareness of wellness and health in the community. So I decided to look for a space and so happened one of my friends knew of the space, the Ice House. I was just telling you a little about the history here. And I opened the doors of May of 2019. And I am primarily a women's boutique gym. So not to say men aren't welcome, but I tend to find that it's mostly women, ex- except when I do special events and we invite the men to come along. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it kind of got started organically for you, something that has always been a part of your life, fitness and wellness, and just made sense for you to go in that direction and have your own place. Yeah, for sure. I just found that there was a need for a space for women to come and feel comfortable, you know, feel Mm -hmm. like they, you know, they are comfortable in their own skin. Uh, There's, my gym is different. There's no, it's really, um, it's not really focused about weight. It's about the mindset Mm -hmm. and what's going on in life and how we can best serve the women that are coming through the doors, you know, talking about real issues and getting to know one another, supporting one another throughout the wellness journey. Um, Primarily it's women, well, I have women from all walks of life, but it's women that really know the importance of focusing on their overall health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Got it, okay, I love that. Now. What does your business model look like? How are you structuring things within the business? Are we doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, any open memberships? How does that work? Yes, I think I'm a little different than a lot of gyms in that there is no membership. I sell punch pass cards. And so it's 10 classes for a certain amount. Uh, It's primarily, we offer 25 classes a week and assortment for all fitness levels. my instructors are amazing and we can really modify or adapt any class for any need. So I'll have a woman coming in here with multiple um, sclerosis. I'll have a woman coming in that's you know, dealing with breast cancer. So it's, it's different in the fact that we serve all women, again, that are just looking to better their wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do offer some one-on-one. I do offer some semi-private. Again, my space is unique in the fact that I also do different events like when we're not using the space for a gym, I host different events such as I have a widow's group that meets here. Um, so anything that aligns with my mission 
of helping women live a healthier and happier life is kind of what the the space is used for. That's great. So that's also nice to be able to use the space for other events. And now does that, is that um, more of like a community service kind of thing? Or are you charging for the space that and th that provides another stream of revenue for the yeah. business? Or does it kind of go both? both? Yeah, yeah, it's both. I do. It is an extra source of revenue. Like for instance, mm -hmm. yesterday I had a baby shower and it's, it's hard to imagine because you're like thinking of a gym, but if you look at this, the pictures, you'll see, I don't have big equipment. It's mm -hmm. kettlebells, free weights, BOSU balls, you know, the typical small gym equipment. Um, so it's awesome that I can use the space for different events. Once mm -hmm. a month, typically we uh, host a an event to benefit the community in some way. So mm -hmm. for instance, we'll do something for the Delaware Breast Cancer Coalition one month. Uh, in December, we adopted a family in need and we supported them. So each month we try to give back to the community. Of course, COVID has thrown a little wrench in that because we're not doing bigger events, right. um, but there's still ways we can give back and be creative. Um, so again, it's both. It's, it's an additional source of income, but it's also I'm able to use the space to donate for different events. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So now as far as your membership goes, how many members or clients rather are you currently serving? Well, I was telling you before, you know, prior to COVID, I had only been open almost well, not quite a year and it was really starting to boom. Like it was really like the classes were filling up. And then when COVID hit, it definitely was a challenge for all gym owners, I know. And I think right now I'm around 120 mm -hmm. and I don't, like I said, I don't have a membership. I have class passes. We do fitness challenges or wellness challenges throughout the year. So that brings in a lot of new members. Uh, none of my challenges are weight-based. And so that's probably a little different than a lot of gyms. Um, the scale typically doesn't come out here unless someone wants to do their weight and measurements. I'm not objected to it, but I find the women that are succeeding are the ones that are really coming for, they know their why. They're not coming to, you know, of course it's great to look good in a bathing suit or feel good in a dress, but they know that they need to improve their overall health mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And mm -hmm. so that's the type of clients I'm looking for. And again, if they're coming just for a quick weight loss, it, it, that's not my type of gym. Right. Okay. So it's more of a, a lifestyle and overall an overall all-encompassing kind of change, not just focused around losing weight. Yeah, exactly. And I've done a lot of my own personal growth and development to be able to assist these women. I'm a John Maxwell coach, a Ziegler legacy coach. So I am constantly, you know, growing myself so I can pour into others. And I think, again, that makes me a little, you know, a little different and that it's just not personal training or group fitness. We really encompass the whole, the whole being. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now as far as growing the membership goes and getting your name out there within the marketing side of things, what does that look like for you? Are you doing any type of paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google, we more word of mouth, uh, organic side of things. How does that look? Yeah, it's really more of an organic growth here. It's not a huge gym, so I am limited. Um, I limit my classes to 14 per class. Mm -hmm. There's a few classes that are a little less depending on comfort level of the women coming in. 
Um, that was a blessing in disguise actually with COVID is because before COVID, I didn't have a sign up. So I had no idea if one person was going to come in or I have, would have 20. And yes. so I went to a system where women do have to sign up for classes. And that's been a real blessing because if I see a class doesn't have a lot of um, participation, I'll take it off the schedule for that day or, mm-hmm. you know, we'll adapt the schedule as needed. Um, let's see. What else did you ask me in that question? Um, the, oh, the advertising. The yeah, yeah. The market. Mm-hmm. So it, it is very organic. I do ask women to share like how they, you know, how they're feeling, how they're benefiting from coming here. I have spent a little money on maybe some boost or um, maybe a Facebook ad, but it's not something, honestly, I'm very comfortable doing. Um, I've looked into different funnels, but again, it, this is a very different type of space. So it's not like a big box gym where I can pack people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really... I really feel good when women are, are spreading the word about the gym and their experience. And then that's how I get new members. I offer like a little contest here and there, you know, if someone shouts out the ice house or uh, bring a friend for free week. So I do some free promotions as well. I typically offer a free class um, for new members. I want, I want them to see what the space is about. Um, you know, and it's not the right fit for everyone, you know, in, in any gym, you want to find that community that fits for you. You know, if, if you're looking for some weightlifting and some heavy lifting or whatnot, CrossFit's a great gym and, and they have a great community. So it really mm-hmm. depends on what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now with the way that you structure the membership or the class pack kind of approach within your membership, is that a lot to keep up with? How do you does it some is it something that like automatically renews or do you kind of have to track where everybody's at how does that work yeah so that's a little of a frustrating point Uh, i am like i am the owner my husband helps me as well and i do have Mm -hmm. eight instructors but i'm doing everything um, from membership to sales i do have two women that are members that you know we exchange services i I listen to another one of your podcasts and it seems like some of the other gyms are doing that like a free membership for you know, helping with marketing or cleaning the gym. Um, mm-hmm. So I do have two women that do help me with, uh, you know, creating canvas or because we do a lot of fun, cute events here. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very blessed for that because that's what they're good at. I've learned that if I don't know how to do something, it's okay to outsource that or yeah. to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't spend very much money on advertising. So I've been pretty fortunate in that respect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But as far as keeping track of like class passes, I do, um, it's a little extra work on my end because I want to make sure that I'm being fair. That's something that's very important to me. So, you know, I want to make sure the women have used their 10 classes. Um, Just recently, starting in January though, I did have to put my foot down and say the class pass is good for two months and it expires after two months. Unless someone like, there are certain situations like someone gets COVID for two weeks. Well, then I will, of course, you know, that's the type of person I am. Of course, I'll extend that. But right. for someone just to buy a pass and come once, they're not, they're not getting the value. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's, yeah, it's not absolutely. important enough to them. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a pain point. Why are you coming? You right. know, and if you're not showing up for yourself, you know, you're coming to two classes in two months. There's really no point. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, on the paid 
advertising side of things through Facebook specifically. So I know you said you've run some ads here and there in the past. Is that something that you are interested in learning more about or, or how to do that more? I'm, I'm even thinking like on the event side of things and, and the ability to host events at your facility. Facebook's such a great way to really get the word out there to more people within the area, because I'm sure that there are a lot of people that don't even know that your place exists. And even just yeah. what I can see in the background there, it looks like a really cool place. And it looks yeah. like it would be a very cool place for, like you said, a baby shower or an engagement party or, you know, something of that nature. So of course, within the membership and, and growing that, but even on the event side of things, is is Facebook advertising something that you plan on putting more time to, or it is a skill, you know, and in my opinion, yeah. it is one of the most important skills as a business owner that you can know how to do just so that you can constantly draw more attention to the facility. It's not something that you always have to turn on or that you always have to funnel money toward, but if you can learn how to do it in a really tactical way, it can be a huge game changer for the business. Um, and you know, it also allows you, I talk about this a lot, having multiple poles in the water as far as marketing goes and getting the word out there. The, the organic stuff is fantastic. We love that because people come in knowing why they're there, knowing what you offer. And typically they sign up pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But that's not always something that's super reliable or that we can track or count on on a monthly right. basis. Uh, so is that something that you are thinking of focusing some attention to or kind of where are you with that? Yeah, I'm definitely open to that. And like I said, I know it's I think a lot of us as gym owners have a love hate relationship with social media because it's yeah. great and then it's not. So, right. yeah. you know, you can only spend so much time on there, especially when mm -hmm. you're creating classes and you're trying to build your membership and you're keeping track of the finances. It's a lot and it's yes. a juggling act. So it's like, you have to realize, okay, how much time can I really spend on here? And yeah, mm -hmm. I have done some events where I've boosted the post or I've, I've paid for advertising last year. My husband and I did a couple's wellness retreat. And we did get new members out of that because we put some money behind it. So it's definitely worth it. You just have mm -hmm. to know where to put your money. Yes. Um, and again, I've worked with some, some people that are good at that and have taught me a little more about that. Um, even just getting into the ads manager or, or whatever mm -hmm. it is, there's, it's, there's right. just so much to learn about yes. it mm -hmm. um, with digital marketing that it's not something I love to do. And again, it's kind of like outsourcing that if I can to right. someone that is good at it. And that's why I have these other two women helping me with that is, you know, cause mm -hmm. I don't have the time. I just, I don't. Yes. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it's hard when you're raising a family and you're running a gym and then trying to build a personal brand. I run a nonprofit. So I have a lot of stuff going on. And so it's trying to figure out where that fits in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can completely understand that. It's so, there's so much to balance as a gym owner. You're always wearing so many hats. There are so many things that you have to do. I think a lot of people don't really realize that initially when they get into owning a facility, you know, there are so many things that you have to keep track of and never mind, like you say, like your personal life and, um, 
you know, you're also running a nonprofit. There are so many things that are currently going on that you're trying to keep track of and it becomes a balance, you know, and then it's like, you can only focus so much time and attention to one area before another one starts to dip, you know, and then you're running over to the other side and trying to pick that up. And it's just like a constant balancing act. So yeah, there's there really is no balance. There's, there's no balance. It's like, you just try to figure it out. Um, ask for help if you need it, Right. Yes. reach out to people that are good at what they're doing. You know, having exactly. a mentor is, is definitely important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's every day. It's something new. It just, yes. you know, you just kind of roll with it and you learn from it. Right. Absolutely. So now, big time of the year for planning for looking at the new year where you're looking to go within the business so what are your main focuses within the facility for 2022 great question so i have a challenge coming up in march and it's going to be the the black dress challenge it's not the little black dress challenge because i find that to be can be a turnoff to some women um but I think it's time for women to kind of claim back what they, you know, what we've lost for the past two years. And I feel like this will be a good start with the spring and with just kind of getting your groove back. And my challenge is my, my, the, my most um, successful challenge has been rock your jeans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, finding a pair of jeans that fit and, you know, just feeling good in them. So that's going to be my focus in March is kind of just to fill up this challenge. I usually max out at 45 to 50 women and just helping women to just feel good in their skin, you know, and again, just working through a lot of the mental stuff, um, just growing my business or, you know, organically is really what I, what I think I want to focus on because again, I want the women in here that are here for the right reasons. Right. Again, it would be nice to kind of have it rented out on the weekends when I'm not using the space. So again, I'm very lucky that I can do that. So that's kind of where I'm going, spreading my message of, of wellness. Uh, mm-hmm. My story is, is a little unique in the fact that um, my son, I had a son, Stephen, who passed away from a genetic disease at the age of nine months. And then I lost my dad a couple years later, who was a doctor and took care of everyone but himself. And so- wow between my son and my dad that really that really created my purpose in spreading the message of you, you got to take care of what you got um, right. you, only, you only have one life here and if you're not taking the best care of your body you know you're going to get sick you're going to fight illness and you know we're all going to get that eventually but we're more equipped to go to that battle when we're healthy and mm-hmm. so I, I just keep wanting to spread that message you know, as, as a mom, I'm, I'm 47. I see a lot of moms who have taken care of everyone else but themselves. And mm-hmm. then their kids grow up and move on. And then you're kind of left with like, oh my gosh, where did my life go and what now? And right. so again, just, just spreading that message that you are worth it, that it's okay to take time for self-care. Yes. And we're, we're better humans when we feel better mentally and physically. I mean, that's just the way it is. And so if I can just continue to spread that mission, you know, that's really where my heart is at. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. When, when major things happen in your life, it gives you a different perspective on things a lot of the time and really makes you appreciate little things, you know, and it also 
shows you how important those little things are. So being able to have the platform that you have to be able to share that with so many more people, so many more women is amazing. And I, I really love that. And I'm sorry to hear about your son and, and your father as well. Um, yeah, it's just it's part of my journey. And I think it's important to, you know, as gym owners to share our why. So people know yes. that we have them, like, that's our priority. Like yes. we're there to serve them. And that's so important for the members to know that we're showing up to help them better themselves, but they have to show up for themselves. You know, you can't do right. it for them. Yes. Yeah. That's really a huge part of it is them showing up for themselves. And most people really just lack accountability. You know, a lot of times people are just looking for accountability. So if they can have somebody, whether it be their trainer or the community at their facility, having people there waiting for them, building relationships, making friends who have similar goals to them, those can be game changers for people as far as actually reaching their goals goes. Because a lot of the yeah. times people just need a little, a little push in the right direction and somebody there supporting them, waiting for them to show up for their class or their training session or whatever it might be, helping them stay on track with their nutrition. Those things are really the most important pieces as far as somebody making a change and, and committing to that change. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, you know, we're here to serve them, but they have to, they have to want it bad enough. And you touched on something else too, that's important. You know, it's, it's not just a gym, you know, we do offer nutrition coaching, we offer life coaching. Um, so it's good as a gym owner to have those other areas to kind of fall back on because you want to approach it from that whole wellness approach and not just like, oh, coming in for a workout and leaving, which is great. Um, but if you're looking to leverage, you know, more money or, you know, to make your, your gym more successful, you have to look for other areas to build. Yes. Yes. As well. Uh, you know, we, we talk a lot of the time about, uh, ascension within your client base. You know, this is not something that a lot of people think about that the clients that you already have within your facility tend to be the best source of revenue. You know, if somebody has paid you once, they're more likely to pay you again. So providing other, whether it be other, other services within the business um, that they can add on to their training, nutrition, accountability, you know, whatever that might be, the people that you have within the business already can take you to the next level if that's where you're looking to go. But that gets yeah. overlooked very often. Yeah. You have to serve the people that are coming in. Yes. And if they're happy, they're going to keep coming back. And I do have a pretty high retention rate because of that. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, makes me feel good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you're providing uh, what people are looking for and, and they're happy, they're likely to stick around. And also that does play into, you know, providing that extra level of service because of a lot of facilities don't, you know, they're just the workout. So the people are in and out and trainers are seeing their clients for maybe three hours a week total, you know, and it's like the rest of the time they're, they're spending on their own and doing whatever it is that they do in their daily lives. So for you to be able to have a larger influence on their lives and spend potentially more time with them than 
typically they're getting better results and they're sticking around longer. Yeah, absolutely. And just doing things above and beyond, you know, what most places are doing. Like I have like little notes that, you know, at the end of a class, I'll give a note to someone that I feel just needs it that day, you know, something encouraging right. and uplifting. And these are the little things that will have people come back and talk about your business because yes. you, you care. And so yes. that's really important to figure out how can I stand out from the rest? And yes, exactly. when people know that you care, they're going to keep coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's something that I really like to talk about within the sales process as well, because a lot of times people are afraid to sell a membership or sell a class card or because they don't want it to be salesy, you know, but really at the end of the day, it comes down to who cares the most within that conversation, right? Because if you care enough as the trainer, as the gym owner to change somebody's life and you're digging in enough and asking the right questions and really figuring out what it is that made them walk in the door in the first place, then it's not a sale. You know, you're just solving a problem for them and that's potentially going to change their life. You know, so yeah, just you kind of shifting the perspective around that and just providing your clients with a solution because you care and you want to help them make that change. That's a huge, huge thing to, to look at within the sales process. Absolutely. It, it scares a lot of trainers. And I, I hate to hear that, you know, they're, they're afraid of sales, but it's like, you don't have to look at it like that. You're just providing a solution for somebody who really needs it. Yeah. So yeah, just being authentic and, you know, being confident, it comes down exactly. to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're super convicted about what it is that you're doing and you know that what you're doing is changing lives and bettering people's lives, then, you know, it becomes very simple. It's just a, a transference of belief at the end of the day. And if you're super, super bought into what you're doing and very convicted about your programming and what it is that you're offering, it's simple. Yep, for sure. Awesome. All right. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So my gym is the Ice House Wellness Plus Community. I'm on Instagram 302 Ice House. That's the, the um, area code here. And me personally, Jessica Smith Moyer um, on Facebook. And I think it's Moyer.Jessica on Instagram. I spend most of my time on Facebook. Um, I'm not on Twitter or yeah, I'm not on anything else. That's pretty much it. I really try to, to focus on those two because I think that's where most of my customers are. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone keeps telling me I need to do TikTok and this and that, but I just, I, I, I don't have the time <laughs> and I don't want to, it's just not I who I am. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Perfect. So Jessica from Ice House Wellness and Community in Delaware, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Bree. Of course. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic, today. I'm here with my guest, owner of Anytime Fitness in Tarzana, California, Nahal Adut. How are you doing today? I'm good, Dominic. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to be here. I'm excited to uh, talk a little talk a little business with you, talk about the uh, what you're doing in your community. So let's hop into it. Tell me about your particular Anytime location there in Tarzana. So Anytime Fitness Tarzana is now officially a 24-hour coaching club, and we have access to all 5,000 locations. Everyone that comes in has a 24-hour key chip, and that's how they access all locations. They can access internationally, so if they want to go outside of the United States, that key will work outside of the United States as well. Awesome. So you have been in business longer than probably double what the average gym owner is, I think, um, statistically in the country. 14 years, same location, same business, same love for uh, helping people in your area. Give us a little background on how you got started and and kind of what the major uh, milestones or major points have been for you in running the club this long. Well, the way I started initially I was a personal trainer for Bally's back in 2000 so 22 years ago (laughs) I started out and I got promoted to a fitness director position in a small club then from there I got promoted to a medium-sized club then the large club once I hit the large club at that point I just knew okay where what can I do from here where can I go And that's when I discovered Anytime Fitness Franchise. And I thought, okay, this is exactly the direction I'd like to go toward. And here I am. So (laughs) I've I've really enjoyed working with this franchise in particular and appreciate everything that I've learned. I feel like this is where I belong. I've been here 14 years and I plan to be here another 14. Perfect. Perfect. So came from a fitness background before, you know, some, I feel like people get into franchises, they either, you know, it's almost split, either have their own fitness background, or they're just an investor who ends up, you know, finding their way into it. And and for you to stick around this long, uh, clearly there's, there's been some strong love for it. I'm sure there have been ups and downs like any business over the years, but would you say there have been any major points, any major changes in the way that you've run your business um, in the the business climate, the gym industry that that you can pinpoint as being like really big milestones along the way? Uh, The major changes we've had didn't come along until the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, we were operating very similar every year. I mean, we had our changes because of course you have to adapt with the industry and make sure you are making changes as you go along. Uh, when we did hit the pandemic, though, 
it really, really made us realize, okay, we need to make a change and we need to make sure that uh, we are COVID proof, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because otherwise you're just gonna, you're gonna close those doors. So we took out most of our independent training team and brought in in-house personal training, made sure that uh, we were very strong on the coaching component, made sure that we did do small group and one-on-one -on -one training. And it's definitely been working in our favor. Absolutely. I love the, the move that Anytime is making to embrace coaching versus access. And I, I'm sure there'll be, you know, some locations that take a little longer to adapt, but eventually I think uh, moving towards that is going to help more people achieve more goals. I think it, it can help you to have a, a healthier business as far as, you know, driving revenue and in client longevity. Um, when it came to, to making that switch over for you, uh, what were the biggest benefits that you saw as far as client results or, or, you know, benefits for the client on that side and then benefits for you as the business owner? It's huge. An independent trainer that comes into your facility, they don't care about the facility. You know, they're, they're just there. They bring their outside people. Uh, they're not typically not full-time. They're usually there part-time. It's their side gig. When you have an in-house trainer, they respect the name. They respect the facility. They, you know, they're there for you. They're there to make sure that the clients are getting the results. And I'm with them every step of the way. So I know what's happening with that client. When there's an independent, I'm not sure if that client is being monitored correctly. I'm not sure if they are getting all their, you know, all their data put in, all their measurements, body fat, nutrition. Now I can actually see what's going on with that client. And it's extremely helpful and very beneficial for the client as well. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as what you've adapted into your model, your facility is about 5,000 square feet and you're offering the, the general accesses thing. And then you have one-on-one um, -on -one training, your traditional private training, and then you don't do anything in the way of large group. You're, the biggest groups that you allow to train are what most people would call semi-private these days, up to you know one-on-four. So how much of that decision for group size and training size was about um, coach to trainer ratio and how much was it about physical space and in what you could actually execute in the gym? It was mostly about the physical space and I did have some training being done outside of the group exercise room. And when we did that, members were not very happy you know, they didn't want that around them. They wanted to, you know, come there and do their workout in peace. You know, they don't want trainers shouting and yelling near them. So it was, it was a good decision. And we actually considered relocating to another location. Uh, right two months before the pandemic, we were prepared to move and we were looking aggressively for a new location. And we didn't find that new location because 
you know, of all the changes with COVID and the moratorium that uh, had a lot of owners just sitting on their property, not paying rent. So we ended up uh, deciding to completely renovate the, this facility. So we are in the process of that now, as we speak, we're getting all the ducks in a row and just uh, making sure it happens. All right, so with these, the private training, semi-private training, and having your trainers primarily being employees, uh, one of the things that usually comes with that switch or people, even if they start with that model from the beginning, is responsibility for the trainers, for funneling them clients, for managing billing, for different types of communication. How much of that, um, you know, whether it's client acquisition, communications, billing, is still on your trainers and how much do you handle at the gym level? Um, a lot of it I am handling at the gym level. So they are working one-on-one -on -one with me and it's a hustle because you have to coach these employees to hustle as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, every day I'm trying to figure out new ways to motivate them and to get them to do what they should be doing in order to grow their business. It's a, it's very challenging and working with each trainer, I'm learning something new every day. Did that answer your question or were you looking for? No, no, it, it, it certainly did. Yeah. Everybody's got their own, own view and own way of doing it. Um, so you're, you're coaching the trainers, you're helping them to, to see, you know, more efficient ways to help people, to be able to service your clients. And you're also, are you signing up clients and assigning them to trainers or are they still signing up their own clients or is it a mix? It's a mix of both. Mm -hmm. So I have them make phone calls every day. I have them contact all the members, try to get them in for their training session that's included with the membership. And from there, they try to get them as a regular private client. And then we also get requests for training. So those requests are then, uh, we rotate through the different trainers to make sure everybody gets a little, a little something. Okay, cool, cool. So one of the things with your training that you've um, started offering um, kind of as, as a result of the pandemic and seeing you know where it can still apply afterwards is virtual sessions. So you have, are all of your coaches embracing it? Do you have some coaches that are more interested than others? I mean, it's some people love technology. Some people don't want to deal with it. What is adding that into your system look like? This was tough. And I really didn't believe in the virtual until I saw it with my own eyes and I saw it happening and people are still getting the results they want and they are more comfortable and they're more likely to stick with it long-term because they don't have to go out and drive to a gym. And it's better for us, right? Because we don't have the gym crowding. We, you know, we, it's so much easier, right? In every, every direct and every angle, it's, it's a plus, it's a benefit. Yeah. So uh, I will say there is, one trainer that had a tough time with it. My other trainers, the first time was a little difficult, a little challenging, 
But once they got on board, it was a piece of pie. It was just, you know, much easier than they anticipated. Let's put it that way. Good, good to hear. Sometimes getting people to adapt to new things can be, it can be a struggle, but it sounds like uh, the transition's going pretty well. On the same topic of training, right now, uh, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I misunderstood, you're offering a full, fully built out, customized nutrition program. And I think it, you said it's just for people who are in your, your training, your private and semi-private training. Is that how it's offered right now? No, it's actually offered to people outside of the gym that call in requesting for personal training. So we give them the option as a new member coming in. Uh, if they are inquiring about PT, we ask them if they prefer the virtual option or if they prefer the in, you know, in-house. Okay, but, but then you have a, a customized nutrition program that goes with it. Is that offered to all people too? It's offered to the personal training clients at this time. We are going to be offering it to our regular members as well. So we're adding it onto our membership plan. So they'll have different membership plans and one of them will include the nutrition plan if that's the route they wanna take. Okay, and is that provided or through Anytime Fitness Corporate? Is that a third-party partnership that you've made? No, yeah, it's a third party. It's actually, it's not through Anytime Fitness. It's, I, you know, it was just me doing research and I was trying to find the best one and I found a company to connect with. And at this point, it's been working out really good. So I'm very happy. Okay. Um, once you, finding a, a plan, nutrition is one of those things that I think anybody who's been in training knows can really, it can make or break somebody's results. So it's something that most gyms at some point or another will go through trying to adopt. Finding one that you can put your faith in is one thing. And then getting people to either pay for it or adhere to it or in, in any way actually make it part of their regimen is, is usually at least half the battle. So how have you implemented it? How have you gotten, you know, any level of adherence would have been the things that have worked best for you to get people to add that into their routine? Well, it was harder than I expected. The people coming in, they're always asking you, Hey, do you have a nutrition plan? Hey, you know, are you going to tell me what to eat and how to eat? And, you know, ABC and I, and we always, yes. Okay. We have a plan for you. And as soon as you give them the plan, it's like, they look at it. They view it for a couple of days. They might try it for one day and then boom, they're off the wagon. So it's not something that they implement unless you are consistently holding them accountable, meeting with them every week. You know, that's what I found was difficult is having to really make sure that they are on it and contacting them regularly, setting up those meetings are like almost a, imperative without it they don't do it got it so i i think that would really speak to the fact that at least the early adopters and the early offering for you is at least the people that are in your training programs because there is more interaction with them on a regular basis than your standard access member correct yes okay got it so we do have a few minutes left and then so the last topic i want to hit because it's a hot topic it comes up a lot 
Um, you, you are self-proclaimed like professional interviewer. You're still trying to add staff. There's, there's room in your facility. Um, everybody talks about this nationwide labor shortage. We are not immune to it in the fitness industry. So what have been some of your best practices in trying to, to qualify and hire you know, trainers that you feel comfortable putting out on the floor with you right now? That is no easy task. <laughs> I will tell you, I, uh, like I was telling you earlier, I interviewed for a year and have found two solid trainers. And by solid trainers, I mean someone who is charismatic, can actually uh, connect with the members, has the customer service, feels like you know they are able to be there on time when it's time to train. I, it's not an easy task just to find someone to show up on time. That that is for sure. Would you say that there's well, I mean, you've only you've only found two really good ones, so it's hard to say like um, you know what necessarily has been the best source. But I guess on the opposite side of that, um, have there been any places that you thought were going to be fruitful to look for trainers that have turned out to to be a disappointment or? places where you won't look again or, or anything that, you know, really just, you think the, the return on investment for time of energy isn't there when it comes to hiring? I would say I found Indeed to be excellent and I found ZipRecruiter not so much. Got it. So Indeed definitely has all the candidates you need, has them filtered to your area zip recruiter was sending me people from i would say over 50 miles away so wow. it, it just it didn't make sense <laughs> that wouldn't make sense in most markets let alone you know outside because you're kind of right on the outskirts of of la or you know southern california where you know five miles could be a long trip right never mind 50. exactly I, I mean, I actually had a trainer leave because he was commuting an hour each way. And he, at the end of the year, he said, you know, I just, I can't do this anymore. It's too much back and forth. And he, he left us. That, that's always a bummer when you have to lose somebody like that. But, you know, that's, that's a lot of driving and, and you can, you can probably uh, understand that at least versus some other reasons people would leave. So as, as we start to wind down time-wise here, uh, you've been in the business a long time, and I'm sure there have been a, a lot of lessons, probably a, a lot of things that you've learned. Um, is there anything that that has been like a guiding principle for you or or anything that strongly, like once you learned it, were able to say like, this, this is going to be my thing. This is what's going to keep me going. This is what's going to make me successful that, uh, that you could share with the audience? For me, it's just changing people's lives. I I was shocked. The first person that I had helped that actually came to me and said, thank you. I, you know, I didn't want to be in a gym setting. I didn't feel comfortable. I spent years trying to avoid the gym. And now that I'm here and you're taking care of me and I feel like I know how to work out and I know what to do, I I just, there's no words when you have someone that really benefits from your service. It just, it changes everything. Yeah. There's a, there's a fulfillment above and beyond. I mean, 
we 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 all know that if you if you do things correctly, you can make you can make as good of a living as you want to in this business. But there's a different fulfillment that nobody can really tell you about until you experience it when it when somebody, you know, whether it's hugs, tears, fist bumps, whatever it is, about somebody realizing that they've you put them in a position to change their lives. Um, and no matter how many times it happens, it just never gets old. Exactly. And I learn every day. I learn how to make it so that I can help that person. So every person that comes in front of me in my head, I'm thinking, what can I do for this person that's going to get them to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, if we just all, if we took as many of our interactions as possible, whether it's in our business or even personal lives, like, hey, what, what could I do to make this person's life better? Um, we might be in a different world for sure. Definitely. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, we are just about out of time. Before I let you go, any, any parting words, anything? Um, if people want to check you out, if they, if they want to, um, if there's any trainers, you know, in the Tarzana area, um, we'll, your contact information will be in the podcast notes, but anything else that you want to put out there to the world, to the audience before we let you go? I just thank you. I'm so appreciative that I'm still here after this pandemic and whatever you're going through, however tough it is, just know that it will pass. And, uh, you know, you, you just... <laughs> Just wake up every day and find some more people to help and it'll be okay. Exactly. Awesome. awesome. Good well, motto. I appreciate you being here. It's been a blast having you. Thanks for bringing your, your experience, your energy, your enthusiasm, and uh, look forward to keeping track of you and, and hopefully checking in on you down the road. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You are very welcome. And to all of our listeners out there, as always, we wouldn't be here without you. We appreciate you spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Jake Prazik of NIP Fitness, coming to you from Iowa. Jake, what's going on, man? How are you today? 
I'm very good. Uh, weather's good. Everything's good. Um, yeah, just going to be a great day. Can't complain. Love it. Thank you for bringing the optimism to this podcast, Jake. Now, obviously, like we said, we're here to talk NIP. We're here to talk about your gyms. First and foremost, Jake, talk us, take us back a little bit, put us in your time machine here and talk to us about what was going through your head. When did this idea spark? Hey, I'm going to open up a gym. Here's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, it, it always been my dream to open up a gym. Uh, honestly, me and my partner, we'd competed in powerlifting for a lot of years and the place that we live, um, the area that we live didn't really have much for fitness centers or gyms. And so to accomplish my goals and his goals, you know, we decided, you know what, the best way to do it is just build our own. And so once we finally decided to do that, we had to find a location. We found that. And, um, and then we pretty much did all the building ourselves on that first location. Uh, I did realize at that time that, you know, us as a background with powerlifting, uh, that's not going to pay the bills. And so um, I knew from the very beginning, I needed to be unique and different. And so with the first facility, um, I know I had to market to everybody um, from kids to seniors. And so, yep. uh, so that's what we did. I also, for the, um, you know, NIP, a lot of people ask what NIP stands for. And basically what it is, it's North Iowa powerlifting as we started off as powerlifters. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to lose our identity because it was very important to me. And so that's why I abbreviated it to uh, NIP Fitness. And so that's kind of how the name started. That's kind of um, how we got started with the first one. Um, and, you know, I got some great advice after we opened the first one. We started to become successful. And um, I had one of my buddies tell me, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. And so that stuck with me. And so I knew I needed to keep growing. And so, you know, now we're on the third facility. and. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen from now on, but, you know, we're, we're doing great and um, we've offered something very unique to the community. Yeah. And so three locations, what started out as a powerlifting idea, to your point, has evolved a little bit. We've started, we've started to, to include other different camps and demographics and people right. that, of course, want to focus on fitness. Obviously, this is a gym. First goal is including or improving health and fitness overall. But right. you found that simply focusing on powerlifting, it's not going to get it done. We can't just stay within that sort of camp and make sure that we're getting all of our bills paid and that you make a livable wage as the gym owner. And so talk to us a little bit about the the services that you offer. Obviously, this has got sort of a general membership, open gym component where people are paying, coming and doing yeah. their own workout and going. But you guys have a number of other things that that get built on top of that. Talk to us about that. Yeah, we offer a lot of different different things. I kind of looked at the fitness you know, center as I wanted to create a destination for people to come. Um, and you know, the gym part of it, lifting weights, you know, I don't care if you're powerlifting, bodybuilding, just trying to get better that, you know, that's, that's a big piece of the puzzle, but to me, there's lots more pieces to the puzzle. And so, you know, at our facilities, we not only offer 24 seven fitness centers, but you know, we offer, uh, we do, we do smoothies, we do, uh, rice bowls for food. Um, we offer cryotherapy localized and full body. Uh, we do, uh, massage massage beds i'll even have massage therapists come in and we'll take massage appointments for 15 minutes in the chair um uh, we have nutritional supplements that we use um and that we sell and so you know that's 
the creating the destination has been probably one of the biggest, I guess, biggest benefits of for us um, as far as drawing people in. You know, people realize that we're <clears throat> we're not just another gym. We're not just another twenty four seven fitness center. You know, we are completely different, and we completely care about everyone getting the results that they want. And um, you know, if someone's suffering with you know anxiety and depression, you know, we take them in and we uh, we help them figure that out. And and so that's. You know, we change one, one person's life, you know, that, that leads to another one. And so yep. that's, that's kind of what we do. And it's interesting because this, this model really lends itself well to a win-win for both business and client, right? From the right. client perspective, we've got all of these different services, all of these different ways that I can derive value and find help when it comes to achieving whatever it is my goal is. From the business perspective, we've got a number of different ways that we can collect revenue and make money. Right. And so all of these things really, really play off each other. Well, PT in this model, personal training is a really interesting experiment and, and thought experiment and how it's executed because there's so many ways that you could actually go about it. Right. From a business perspective, how are you guys handling PT? Are clients paying you? Are clients paying the trainer directly? How does that work? Right now, you know, I looked at, especially with these times, it's, it's very hard. People are struggling right now. They're struggling to make a living. They're struggling to, um, to keep a balance, um, to, to provide for their family. And so, you know, I'm the, probably the least greedy person there ever is, you know, my business needs to succeed. I want to succeed. You know, I have to take care of that. Otherwise they will not have a job. Um, but I'm very generous to all my personal trainers and they're all independent contractors is how they work. Um, and so if they even work two hours for me in our smoothie bar throughout the gym, I let them keep all their money, um, which, you know, they appreciate, they work for me. And that, that money that I'm giving them, it comes back tenfold to me the way I look at it. They're, they're recruiting people. They're bringing people back. They're, 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 they're my marketers. You know, I'm basically giving them a little bit with nothing out of my pocket. Um, and they're doing the marketing for me. And plus they're very happy. They're paying their bills or they're, they're taking care of their kids um and and so that's kind of how i do that if they're just a personal trainer um that wants to train in my gym number one i'll interview them um i'll see if i think they're going to be a fit um and if they are what they'll have to do if they're not going to work for me is they pay some rent and i give them a very good deal on let them pay a little bit of rent um to use my facilities for them to make money okay so that's, that's kind of what i do with that yeah and and so really there it, it's very easy to get started as a personal trainer with these NIP clubs, as long as they're either working for you or paying what's a pretty low rent. Have you, so, and, and so from the business perspective, personal training isn't really a revenue source, right? You chalk it up to marketing or, or brand awareness or whatever else it may be, but we're not really collecting revenue from personal training other than a handful of rent checks, right? Not, not a ton. No. And, you know, I, like I said, you know, I look at it as, you know, they're, I'm keeping them extremely happy. If you have an extremely happy trainer, um, your business is going to grow. You're going to make money. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're leading them to our supplements or leading them to our smoothies. They're leading them to our rice bowls or leading them to cryotherapy. They're leading them to massage, you know, and if I would sit and take, you know, half of what they're making off training, their attitude is not good. They're, they're more likely not to lead them to all these other services. So 
when I treat them very, very well, they treat me very, very well. And yeah. so it's, that's, you know, and it's, and it's a great relationship that I have with them. Sure. And so let's, let's take a step back and talk about membership in general, right? We've got three locations, but they're close enough so that you guys kind of loop in. If you're paying membership, you have access to all three of these clubs, right? Correct. And so what, what is roughly, what is that membership number? How many do we have and how many do you think that you could have in the long scheme? Um, you know, I, I do it a little different. I offer a three month membership, one-time payment. We offer a six month, one-time payment. I offer a one year, one-time payment. Um, and then we also offer the contract rate, you know, where they're going to pay each month um, for a year commitment, a year minimum. Um, I also work with having month memberships, you know, so to keep a running total of total members, it's, it's a little more difficult for my setup uh, for the fact that we have, you know, a three month that expired that people moved away or they were here for work for a month, um, that type of thing. So I would have to guess total members between all three active would be well over a thousand, um, okay. you know, between the three, um, you know, I, I don't know how concrete that number is, but that's just what I have uh, with my intuition about about where we're at okay so gut feeling thousand plus yeah you don't have an exact number how do right. you know who has access to the club i had a um so when we built the second location i had a uh, custom built database on the back end of our website and so what that does is when you sign up you're entered into our database and you know depending on when your membership expires if you're on a contract rate you have no expiration date um, if you have a three month, um, what they'll do is they'll get a text message, you know, within about a week from when they're about ready to expire, that you're about ready to expire your membership. It's up to you to come in to renew. Otherwise, your FOB, your 24-7 your FOB will automatically deactivate. Ah, okay. So this data exists somewhere. You just don't know it off the top of your head. Totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. And and so back to the the original question, is that a number that we can grow? Can we handle more members than you have now? I, well, I always can handle more members. You know, I, uh, that's one thing I'm really good at is, you know, we, uh, we honestly grow every day. Um, I have new members. I have new members every single day. Um, I, I look at the numbers. I look at everything running up and we're growing, especially this time of year is I actually had people yesterday at our East facility that were, <laughs> that were walking in and walking back out because it was so busy and so they were going to the south side of town <laughs> and so you know we can always handle more i want more space honestly is what i want and that's where i'm running into problems you know my problem is not getting members my problem is space right now interesting okay and yeah. so bottleneck in terms of capacity a little bit Correct. That's, right? that's my biggest bottleneck right now especially in mason city what's the solution um you know, I can't expand any, I can't, at the Mason City locations, I can't, there's no way to expand the current facility. You know, I'm, I'm landlocked there, there and there's, there's no possible way. The only thing I can do there is, you know, look at another, another building. And that has been rattling around in my brain a little bit. Um, I, I got to, I got to really sit down and crunch numbers on that and really see if that's going to be feasible. You know, we had a, um, we had Planet Fitness come in um, and, you know, their agenda is to try to take us out of business. That's what they do when they go into towns, just to be straight up and honest with you. Sure. Um, and um, 
they didn't know what they were into, honestly, you know, and they, they've actually brought me business. And so, um, I just don't know. Um, number one, you got to find the building. Number two, you got to figure out if this is going to be, if it's feasible, you know, if this is a right business decision, you know, with all the more overhead, the employees, all that. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's what I have to figure out. Yeah. That's, that's really the, the interesting battle internally, right? At, at a certain point, it, everything boils down to when we grow a business, we can only do it by getting more people, getting the people that we have to pay more, either through increased prices or more services, mm-hmm. or getting them to buy again and again and again, right? And right. so kind of an interesting conundrum between one and two there. Do we right. figure out a capacity boost in another building or how can we serve more people or do we try to increase average revenue per member and focus on all of those different services that you mentioned and driving people towards those right right yeah i'm a little unique too you know we're we're in a town of 30 some thousand people and so i've lived there all my life and so when I, when I broke, I broke two world records in the bench press and got a lot of free publicity with that, um, in our area. And so the marketing to start with was way in my favor, so to say. Um, and so I, people know me around that area. They trust me in that whole area. And when they think of fitness, they automatically think of me, um, and, and they trust me. And so that's why I really, you know, we're not a little gym in a town of 6 million people that has to do all these different things for marketing. I'm pretty unique in that way. Yeah. Bigger um, fish in a smaller pond, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so that's, what's really helped us, I guess, grow in the membership part of it. Um, and, and do that. You know, I told you before that I also realized that I, I try to pay all my bills without memberships. Um, that, that's my goal. I don't, I don't want to have to worry about memberships. I don't have to worry about if this person moved away, if that person got mad at this person and left, if these two people divorced and they don't want to see their spouse. I've heard it all. And, you know, a lot of fitness centers that I hear about, they, I mean, one member can make or break their bottom line, you know, and I knew at a, very early on that I don't, I don't want to fight for that. If I do the right things, um, you know, the members are going to come. I'm not going to worry about it. I don't want to worry about members. You know, I, I mean, I want to worry about my members, but I don't want to worry about if one leaves. Yep. And, and so we, we've gotten some marketing notoriety from your personal fitness and things that you've accomplished as the business matures. We're 11 years in now. Right. Have you considered modernizing that marketing approach a little bit, going a little bit more digital online? Um, you know, you mean as far as social media and all that good stuff or what do you, what do you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have a, when we, when we talk about buying patterns in, in 2022 and, and the average person looking to join a gym, the reality is that they're probably going a handful of places before they do. And it's probably right. Facebook. It's probably Instagram. It's probably Google. Has that something, has that, come across your radar? Are you guys active on that? We're very active. I actually have one of my instructors. Um, she's also a school counselor. Um, she does all of our social media marketing. She does our Instagram, all of our Facebook, all that stuff. And I just let her run with that. And um, she does, if you've looked at it, um, she does a very, very good job for us. So we're very active in the social media aspect. Yep. Has that been 
organically? Has that been posting content? Has that been pictures, videos, whatever that may be? Or have you guys ventured into paid advertising and, and using it in that sense? Um, she'll, she will do some boosting on some ads, I know. Um, but yeah, it's, I, th I think it's done very, very well for us. Um, we get tons of traction with a lot of different posts. Um, you know, and she's very creative in what we send and we, and we understand, you know, we meet, you know, once every couple of weeks and we understand what gets traction and what doesn't, you know? And so we're all throwing our ideas to her and then she decides what she wants to do. Um, and then I got complete trust in her. Yep. And it's, it's an interesting situation, Jake, because so often we're talking about how do we fill up gyms? How do we get more people in? You have right. what's still a problem, but a far better problem in the long run of how do we, where do we put all of these people, right? right. I know. How, can we, I know. how can we still serve the people that we have and continue growing given and the, I get annoyed. the physical restraints that we have? Right. right? And yeah. so I guess as you look towards the future, we mentioned maybe it's a building, maybe it's not. What's the longer term vision for you here, Jake? What's what's the future of NIP fitness look like? Well, you know, that's you know, that hasn't really rattled around in my brain until the last few years, honestly. You know, I thought I would have this business forever because this is my baby. I built it, you know, I thought it'd be there forever, but Last couple of years, you know, uh, I don't really think my kids really want to take it over. You know, um, that was kind of my dream for them as a, you know, when you start a business, you want your kids to take it over and do all that. I don't know for sure, but if they have no desire to take it over, you know, within five years, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sell. Yeah. That's, that's my and, plan. Um, and, you know, it's, it's tough to run. I don't care what anybody says. It's tough to run a business, you know, and especially three of them in, it does wear on you. You know, I work 12 to 16 hours every single day. It does not matter. Um, and so it's, you know, it does wear on you. I, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Um, but you know, I'm, I do look forward to the day where I can step back, walk into a gym, retire. Just, well, and just work <laughs> out, you know, that's my biggest struggle is trying to yeah. go to my gyms just to work out and not being bugged. So I try to find creative times to put my headphones on and not, not get interrupted, you know, and it's, it's tough. So when I yeah. travel, it's kind of nice. I can just go to a gym, you know, and not be known and just do my thing. So. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause businesses like this, it's, it's a service-based business that they're, they're someone that eventually will buy this. Of course, they're buying the facility, they're buying the equipment, but what they're really buying is the business and what really drives valuation when it comes to handing a business over to somebody else is cash flow, right? Right. At the end yeah. of the day, people want to buy profitable business. Profitable business. So right. it'll be it'll be interesting to see the decisions that you make here moving forward with that in mind, right? If the right. if the goal is I'm going to sell it, the focus kind of needs to be how can we be as profitable as right. possible here I know. in the next couple of years, right? Yeah. No, it's all yeah, it's all playing in my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's a it's an interesting conversation to have and one that I think shouldn't be taken lightly. I think a lot of people right. find themselves in your shoes of whether they're selling a business because they're going out of business, whether they're selling a business because they want to retire, whether they're selling a business to move on and do whatever else with their lives. Right. 
we need to keep these things in mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Profitable always. businesses are always going to drive higher prices when it comes to selling. Right. Yes, absolutely. Jake, this has been a bunch of fun and I really, really enjoy this type of conversation and picking your brain about where your thoughts are with it. Before we sign out of here and before we close up this interview, I want to give you a chance to kind of shout out where people can learn a little bit more about NIP. Is there a website? Is there, what's the social media that people can find you? Yeah. Website is www.nipfitness.com. Facebook, if you just look NIP fitness, um, you'll find us there. Uh, And same with Instagram. Those those are three platforms. Um, We don't do much on Twitter, but uh, Facebook. It's not good for commercial purposes. It's not. So that's, that's, that's where we're at, but yeah, Yeah. you can reach out. Um, I'll see any question. If you guys got any questions that you want me to answer or whatever, I'm, I'm always available. That's perfect. Jake. I love to help people. I, I absolutely appreciate your time here and and being real and honest with us on things that are going well and and things that you want to improve on here. I can't wait to see what the future of this looks like for you. And and we'll certainly be cheering you on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So thank you, sir. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.